from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Monday, August 22nd. I'm Marco Werman. Libyan rebels battle troops loyal to Muammar Gaddafi for control of Tripoli. The fighting is especially fierce in the neighborhood around Gaddafi's main compound. Most of the fighting we can hear now in town, RPGs and anti-aircraft fire shots are coming from that one neighborhood. Meanwhile, the international community gears up for what comes next in Libya. What's left there is now, in effect, an institutional desert. That means you've got to rebuild all of it. That's ahead on the program. BBC News with Ian Purden. Libyan rebels are still fighting troops loyal to Colonel Gaddafi for control of Tripoli. The rebels say they've taken over most of the city but are facing stiff resistance in some areas. Rebel forces streamed into Tripoli overnight and took over the central square. But our correspondent Rupert Wingfield Hayes, who's travelling with a rebel convoy in the west of the capital, says pro-Gaddafi forces there have since regained some ground. The front line is basically now here. Uh, the unit of rebels that we've been travelling with all week it has formed up a front line here and they tell us that it is now not safe, absolutely not safe to go any further into the city. So this front line is several kilometres away from where we got to this morning. They've told us there is fighting in Green Square, uh, that, there is, uh, that vehicles travelling down the second ring road are being shot at from both sides and they are telling us that they are preparing to pull out of the city tonight because it just isn't safe to stay here overnight. Colonel Gaddafi's whereabouts remain unknown. And the head of the rebel National Transitional Council, Mustafa Abdel Jalil, has said the real moment of victory will come when the Libyan leader is captured. From Benghazi, Paul Wood reports. In the early hours of the morning, jubilant crowds in Benghazi celebrated the passing of Colonel Gaddafi's rule with volleys of automatic fire. But later in the day, here in the birthplace of the revolution, there was a more sober warning of the dangers posed by the victory unfolding in the capital. The leader of the National Transitional Council, Mustafa Jalil, said he was worried there could be revenge attacks. If military commanders ignored him and carried out reprisals, he said, he would resign. A threat which gives a glimpse of the tensions within a movement now on the brink of forming a new government. President Obama has praised the Libyan people for what he called their extraordinary sacrifice in defying the Gaddafi regime and fighting to overthrow it. Your courage and character have been unbreakable in the face of a tyrant. An ocean divides us, but we are joined in the basic human longing for freedom, for justice and for dignity. Your revolution is your own and your sacrifices have been extraordinary. Now. The Libya that you deserve is within your reach. Going forward, we will stay in close coordination with the TNC to support that outcome. In other reaction, the United Nations Secretary-General Ban Ki-moon warned that all UN members have a duty to comply with the International Criminal Court, which has issued arrest warrants against Colonel Gaddafi, his son Saif al-Islam and his intelligence chief. The International Organization for Migration says it has sent a ship to Tripoli to evacuate migrants. The vessel's capable of carrying 300 people. It's expected to arrive on Tuesday. World News from the BBC.
Now, other news, and the UN Secretary-General says it is troubling that President Assad of Syria has not kept his word about halting military operations to crush anti-government protests. The Syrian president made the pledge in a phone conversation with Mr Ban last week. Reports from Syria say at least five people were shot dead on Monday by security forces. Three of them died in the central city of Homs, just after a visit by a UN humanitarian delegation. Jim Muir.